Hello, this is a D&D podcast. It's explicit. And if you were to try to censor all of our swear words, you would die trying. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> That was really good. <laughs> New fucking intro. Song. Oh, is that what this was for? <laughs> Welcome to d- 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 Die Trying Podcast, where we d- 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 don't know d- d- how to beatbox. <laughs> I wish we could have got the part where it was just like quiet, and then I was like, can we just do like a beatbox? <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to Die Trying, we're a D&D play podcast. Um, I am Zach Smith, your dungeon master. My name is Taylor and I'll be playing Cassandra Brown. Hey. Uh, I'm Luke and I'll be playing Dr. Robert Tupper. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What up? It's your boy, Santi, and I'm going to be playing Jonathan Ludwig. Ludwig? (laughs) break this bottle on you what's up guys will here playing adonis schofield dude listen i ain't got shit i got shit going on right now Adonis. i forgot all of my stuff i have nothing here i'm using way too short of headphones shame don't even have my own dice yeah we should put you in like a fucking box so sorry everyone sorry everyone my intro sucks this week it was actually one of your better intros yeah Super side note, Will, you don't look... Hey, are you sitting comfortably? Is that inspiration, <laughs> Zach? That was a pretty sick burn. <laughs> yeah. Zach yeah. should take away... Bl- oh. No, you should take away his inspiration since he didn't come up with his intro last week. I did. Ooh. Oh, so fuck you. That's interesting because that came from a conversation flight, that we flight, had before. Flight, 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 I'll use my inspiration to save your dying ass later. All right. What's up? <laughs> hey, my name is Blake and I'm playing Rick Dickard. Hey. <laughs> and in case everyone is not acutely aware at this moment, we're doing a little something different this week. What? Um. Yeah. What? What if they're obtusely aware? I shot the fuck I, up. I will give them a high five personally. <laughs> what um, if I'm isosceles aware? All right. Okay, let's now get on there. Oh, why is it that what I say? One. Too many triangle jokes. <sighs> um, I'm going yeah, to die triangle. At least I'm not a square. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh, thank Damn. you. All right, let's uh, circle this back to the conversation. Oh, back. my <laughs> God. I'm going to slap you all. Okay. Good. What we're doing this week is something a little different. Uh, We're going to be playing different characters somewhere in uh, the world of Earth. And if this is something that uh, ends up being a fun thing, we might do some more of it later. Um, But who knows? Uh, It's just a chance for us to build out the world a little bit more than just what our characters are dealing with. So before we get into it, we'll do a little recap of last time. Our party found themselves thrust into battle between creatures that have crawled out from the wild space in search of food. The galleon became flooded with fire beetles, dragonel, and scavers, all looking for their next prey, only to be met with Noctmori and their quick thinking. Saito teleported around and became furniture, 
Robin stabbed a Dragonel so much that he took a liking to it. Dozer drop kicked a Dragonel through a wall. Spirak maybe found love in a hopeless place. And Adara met her Earth counterpart in an attempt to hide the Hollow Cube from the nightmares that are after it. A giant scaver showed up, and the team worked together to bash it with asteroids and hide in the wild space mist, where Dreamwalker ship number 1274 drifts off towards its destination once again. And that is where we were. Let me set the new scene. Our setting takes place in the northern Minnesota near George Washington State Forest. Our non-existent camera pans down over the breathtaking wilderness. We move past tall trees with golden leaves swaying in the crisp autumn breeze. The scene is a peaceful one, with only the occasional sound of chirping birds that break the silence. As we continue moving forward through the woods, it gives way to a sprawling hospital complex nestled in a clearing between the woods. The sign out front reads Big Fork Valley Hospital. It is a large, modern building with multiple wings and a helipad on the roof. Big Fork is the only major hospital in the surrounding area, and as such, it is seen as a beacon of hope in the midst of all this natural beauty. The windows reflect the bright sky as the sun slowly sets over the trees and night begins to fall for our various doctors, nurses, and patients inside. There is a sense of comfort looking at all of this knowing that help can be found here in case of an emergency. Now, we meet our newest cast of characters. All of you doctors going through your residency right now are currently walking through the halls with your chief of medicine, Dr. Elliot Morey. He's going from patient to patient, or he will be soon. He's currently waiting for someone uh, in the front of the OR. Cassandra, you have just pulled up outside of this hospital. You have a hotel booked up here, and you know that you're supposed to be meeting with Dr. Elliot Morey, who is the one that talked to Addis Mackey over the phone. Can Cassandra own her own car? Yeah. Okay, it's a 2012 Nissan Sentra. Okay. <laughs> it's cobalt blue. Okay. Very interesting take. Thank you. All right. You are in a fantasy world where you can pick any car you wanted and you went for a 20 <laughs> I needed to pick something that was achievable for somebody who thinks $1,000 is life-changing. Realism. Realism. She drives a Bentley. Uh, God. It's a Mustang in the woods. Yeah. How many, how many cars are parked in this parking lot right now? It's like full, half full. Yeah. There's probably like 30, 30 to 40 cars parked in the parking lot. Okay. Can I roll to see how close to the front I can park. Yeah. It's all about status when it comes to parking, let's be honest. Just don't, obviously, yeah. Don't hit my Lamborghini while you're parking. Hmm, <laughs> it's a 10. Average. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> nice four-minute walk to the... God, four you're minutes? Like, you're like, you're like I need to go park in the itchy lot because if I park in the scratchy lot, someone's going to hit my really nice car. What the fuck is an itchy versus scratchy? Itchy lot? and scratchy, right? Like the TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, like the, the itchy. Yeah. You've never heard of that reference before. The itchy lots where no one parks because they don't want anyone to touch their car. Nope. Oh, never heard of that before. <laughs> no, you just, you just take up four spaces. That's how you do that. Yeah. Oh, you park like one of those trucks and you go the long way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. have the balls hanging from the back, and they say, "I love Trump." Which Santi does in real life, by the way. Everybody. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man that drives the biggest car out of all of us. Ooh. <laughs> Who keeps his tent topper on in the winter? It's and a pain in the ass. It's, it's, a, it's a hard top on the snowbank just to be like, I parked on the snowbank. I'm mm. sensing some shade coming from Santi. At least I don't need a Red Bull can to make my vehicle start. Hey. Hey. I got 
No hate for my car. <laughs> I love my fucking car. Oh my God. All right. I think, I think that's the point is that to. you don't have any. <laughs> what he's referencing to is that I put a Red Bull can inside my engine to keep my battery connected and fucking made my car start. All right. We are friends. In fact, we are friends that do uh, hang out. Okay. Okay. How, <laughs> how? Sorry. Real quick. And then we'll go back to it. How does this rank in terms of like the burrito story versus... Um, not I don't know. You high. went in on a ten-minute talk on how you ate a burrito. I mean, he just—he's just using a can to start his car. He's not eating the can. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Ooh. What he's doing is just stupid. What you did was yeah. gross. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. She might not know all that right, burritos are bad. All right, so, all right, you fools, Cassandra, you park um, a little far away. And start making your way up to uh, the front of the hospital. Uh, inside, you are met with a couple of Tubi doctors going through the residency, standing around uh, Dr. Elliot Mori, who turns around and goes, Ah, oh, yes, Cassandra Brown? Dr. Mori, right? Correct? Correct. Fantastic to meet you. Fantastic to meet you. These are these are the boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, they, every time they laugh, I'm part of the gang. All right, everyone, um, you can introduce yourselves along the way, but we need we must get going. So you start making your way through the hospital. Um, Doctor Elliot Mori is talking about different medical wings uh, as you're making your way through them towards different patients that are going to be over here through the night. So you're in the main entrance. Um, there's the emergency department over to the uh, in the left wing. There's uh, the outpatient department over there as well. The operating room suites are on the second floor um, upstairs in the center back of the building um, as well as the intensive care unit. Um, there's support services like food and housekeeping and maintenance on the main level center and then where they keep where patients end up staying over overnight is over on the far right side of the wing where if you're in the hospital for a really long time that's most likely where you're going to be. Um, both like second floor and first floor on that side. So he's talking about that and you start making your way over to that right side of the hospital wings towards those patients because that's where you usually do your rounds. Dr. Elliot Mori quizzes you all on what people have. So he walks up to one patient who is currently like asleep and he says, all right, now this person's presenting symptoms of swelling, fatigue, and abdominal pain and uncontrolled or poorly coordinated movements. Would anyone venture a guess to what? Lupus. You can, you can roll uh, an insight check. Uh, Dr. Mori looks at you and goes, uh, no. <laughs> no, Dr. Ludwig. Did you not do your homework? But it's always lupus. It's always lupus. This, this one's your patient. I'm a little worried. Dr. Mori, I believe it should be emascabatolius uh, rituri. No, but it's a, it's a good it's a good guess. Well, it is a good bacteria, so uh, it actually could be a good growth. But the pain could go down um, with a bit of Tylenol and some good rest. Rick, are you reading that straight from WebMD? <laughs> I am a WebMD. <laughs> you can roll. He's made it through med school. <laughs> you, can can with roll. you guys can roll. <laughs> okay. No, I'm pretty sure I have it. And we give. I'm assuming it's like plus oh. nothing to everything. Yep. Nine. Okay. Seven. Shout out to the two crew. All right. Two crew. I'm not rolling because I'm correct. <laughs> so Dr. Mori takes out a small flashlight and opens up this patient's eye and says, do you see the copper lining that's accumulating around the iris? This is the telltale sign of Wilson's disease. 
It is uh, when the body's not properly eliminating copper and it accumulates in your organs and it is a disease that comes to you from birth. So people don't usually show signs of that until uh, they reach later in life, 23-ish. So they move on to another patient and it's like an older lady who is hooked up to a couple machines and whatnot. And they said, um, this patient was rushed into our ER due to chest pain, uh, assuming it was a heart attack. Does anyone know what this one is? Gas buildup. He just has to fart. <laughs> well, I believe, doctor, you just said it was, I don't know what this accent is. <laughs> I've lost it all. Southern to like British proper. <laughs> I got an 11. 11. Coronary artery disease. Ooh, all right. That's funny. I was going to say carotid artery. Uh, that is just a Dr. Murray, location I think on the body. Yeah. Coronary <laughs> artery disease? Uh, that would be correct. Dr. Tupper. Yes. He gives you a gold star. Oh, yes. I add it to uh, just a running, like I pull up a sheet on my clipboard and then just slap it to a running list of gold stars. Hell yeah. <laughs> Schofield looks at his list and he only has one gold star. Did he steal it? No, he earned it. Oh, okay. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, you guys take off towards another patient, and as you're walking, Dr. Mori pulls up next to you, Cassandra, and says, How are you liking the facility so far? Any questions? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm impressed. I, you know, I've lived in northern Minnesota my whole life, and uh, seeing a facility of this caliber basically in the middle of nowhere is incredible. Seems like a very lucky opportunity that uh, these doctors get. Oh. Cassandra. Cassandra. It's weird. Sandy dropped something. <laughs> oh, get him. Oh, booster. Inspiration. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. Dude, maybe you should drop your balls sometime. How about that? Whoa. Wow. And that's where we're going to end our session. Thanks for tuning in. Sandy uh, just burst into flames. Will still just hurt that I insulted his car. <laughs> <laughs> he had that one saved. He's been holding on to it. He's been holding on to it. He's like, next time I get to Rosanti. 18 plus 2, dirty 20. Damn. Okay. The DC for this was 20. Shit. <gasps> Damn. So. What do I see with my strong eyes? With your strong eyes. Special eyes. Cassandra, you have been through a bunch of stuff, and as you're making your way through this hospital, you're every now and then seeing a creature j- just surrounding someone more than normal in this hospital and I don't know how often Cassandra would would be in a hospital in general but as you've walked around you see creatures walking by going through doorways or uh, just being illusionary creatures these ones seem to be like emanating or being drawn in by these people who are stuck inside these beds I'm sort of imagining like a Jujutsu Kaisen scenario mm-hmm. oh yeah I know all about that yeah, Blake, would you like to explain that for our non-anime viewers? Yeah, it's like jujitsu, um, <clears throat> except they do it upside down. Okay. I mean, you were on track until you went upside down with it. <laughs> do these creatures look similar, like the same race of creature? That's hard to say. It, you see so many different things that it's every now and then you pick up one that you're like, oh, I've seen something like that before. 
Okay. There's a couple of them here that are, there's like more of them than normal. And they look like weird little fleshy bats with like multiple wings and multiple feet. They have a long drawn out mouth that looks kind of like an anteater. And those ones seem to be around here like a lot more than the other random creatures or monsters that you're seeing. Mm. Now, at this point, you walk up to another patient and they say, uh, Dr. Ellie Mori says, okay, now the symptoms of this patient uh, as they came in was uh, hearing loss, but it's only affecting one ear and it seems to have come up uh, rather recently in their life. Uh, can anyone venture a guess at what this uh, person has? Have you been swimming lately? 19. Uh, the, the, the young kid says no. All right. Swimmer's ear it isn't. <laughs> 19? 19, yeah. Dr. Rick Dickard, uh, you know that this is a very rare case of something called vestibular schwannoma. Uh, Dr. Mori, this is a very rare case of vestibular schwannoma. <laughs> Schwann- schwannoma. <laughs> vesticular schwarma. Oh. Also, uh, are we first years or? Yes, in your residency. Damn, good job, doctor. As Rick Dickard starts to like think about this word he knows what it is where it comes from how it's formed but now he looks at the second word schwannorma and he just tries to think about spelling it and that's why he messed it up um <laughs> dr mori laughs a little bit and he's like yes we'll have to work on your pronunciations a little bit but that comes with the territory all of these are rather difficult to say but that's why we're doctors and why we're paid the big bucks and for miss cassandra this uh type of disease is uh it's a non-cancerous tumor that is on the main nerve leading to the inner ear next to the brain the reason why it's uh so rare is that most of the time it's benign but sometimes uh growth rapidly occurs and becomes large enough that it presses against the brain interfering with vital functions so this is um something that we are looking to take out um, to help this patient out. Doctor, how often would you say your patients need to, you know, require a surgery? Oh, uh, people require surgery almost almost daily. Uh, this hospital is equipped with that kind of uh, facility, and most of the hospitals in the surrounding area can't take the amount of patients that we can. When COVID was a uh, major problem, we were absolutely ransacked, but um, we were able to deal with the 110% uptake in patients here. And currently, we're we're only seeing mild cases of COVID. Now, where we used to house the main COVID units is where we are putting our new case of patients that we have yet to identify what the disease is. And I believe that's what you are here for. Correct? Yes, the long-term patients, correct? Yes. Yes, that is actually what I what I am here for. Now, the reason why I wanted to show this vestibular schwannoma is because it's a rare case and we usually don't see something like that. And we thought that this disease or virus that is affecting people and putting them into comas was something of a rare case, but it's starting to look like it isn't. So if everyone would follow me, uh, we can head upstairs and uh, meet the young lady who was brought in, bringing this to our attention for the first time. So you are all brought up towards a window. Dr. Mori doesn't go inside, but rather has all of you like line up to just look into the room. And you see a young girl with like dirty blonde hair on the bed. And there is a man sitting in the chair. Uh, his face is is like down and his hair is his long hair that's disheveled. That's like kind of covering his face. He's in a drabby suit and there's a cane next to him. And he looks to be asleep. And Dr. Mori says, now this is our patient, Lily Mandelsky. Um, 
she is the first uh, recorded case of people falling uh, into comas and not waking up. And we were trying to figure out what exactly is causing this. Um, so she was brought here a few weeks ago and we've been doing extensive testing to try and figure out what it is uh, to no success so far. Doctor, is the man next to her Victor Mandowski? Yes, it is. Have you talked to him? I haven't had the pleasure, no. I just know his name. How did you know him? Because he was the chief of medicine prior to you, right? His reputation precedes himself. Uh, yes, the one in the same. He decided to step down once his daughter started dealing with this. Yeah, I can only imagine it would be incredibly tough to see your daughter go through that. I, I don't have any kids myself. Um, I am on I'm on Tinder though, so here's to here's to hoping. Um, the chillest doctor ever, right? Isn't he? Holy shit, my boys! I'm on boys. Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> he's slightly balding, and he's definitely uh, he's trying to like be like part of the cool cool kids. Another balding character. Fuck yeah, <laughs> doctor. Dr. Mori, um, once the interview is all wrapped up, perhaps we could all step out for uh, some dinner or a drink and I can teach you about Hinge. Yeah. Ah. Or Bumble. Or I've, anything. I've, I've heard it. I've, I've tried Bumble before. I I think I clicked the wrong one because it seemed like it was just a bunch of friends trying to <laughs> hang out. Okay. And you're not looking for friends. No. I would love a wife. Okay. And kids. Have you, and kids. Have you tried mywife.com? Uh, he writes it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good one. What about doctorsonly.com? There it is. Oh, that's Ooh. a good one. Okay. Um, Sugar doctor. Or grinder. Like. Now, everyone. Um, <laughs> There's the grinder drop. <laughs> Sponsored I mean, no, I was by. <laughs> Me on these. Are you I looking think... for a husband, <laughs> Dr. Maury? I think I had a grinder at Subway once. <laughs> <laughs> uh that must have been Herbert's and Gerberts. Ah, yes, that was what. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep, you're correct. The, the sandwich shops sometimes. I forget that there's one called Quiznos. Mm, I think <laughs> Gui- Quiznos. You mean? Mm. That's how you pronounce it. Oh, I've only yeah. ever read it. No, yeah, Quiznos. All right. This, see, this is a classic. Never read it. This as, is a classic case of reading something and not knowing how it's pronounced. Like as MDs, vestibular schwannoma. Uh, we do understand the vernacular that's capable. Um, his <laughs> his pager buzzes and he's like, "Oh, I have to be off." Um, Cassandra, you uh, do what you need to. Um, we can meet in the food court later. Um, the rest of you tend to your patients. Do what you need to do. Um, and good luck tonight. I know some of you. This is your first night. Um, staying over at the hospital. So if you need rest, just make sure someone's looking over your patients and. That people stay alive. John Ludwig dabs him up. <laughs> he he does a dab. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Mori, we still on for tonight for for treating patients. Yes. <laughs> what are you ta- What are you talking about? You're working uh, with Adonis, Adonis Winks. Work. Adonis Winks at him. Right. Adonis, we're on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said tonight. You guys just took that to another level. Yeah, we know who the hard workers are here. You can't even pronounce the disease names correctly. <laughs> Oh, have I seen you try? Whatever, Dicker Ditchard. You literally can't even pronounce my name, so. Right. <laughs> oh, man, this episode is oh, yeah. all over it's the gonna place. Be, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, if anyone can uh, truly tell, we have no I- idea or concept of what goes on in hospitals. Um, <laughs> Whoa, no. Shout out to our frontline workers. Hey! Yay! <laughs> So uh, the rest of you can either like stick around uh, with Cassandra or head off into the hospital to do your various things. I'm going to do my rounds. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, because I'm on top of my job and I take taking care of patients very seriously. Perfect. I love to help people. Cool. You have a guy who came in, he had been poisoned, but it turns out that he had just uh, eaten fertilizer. Mm. So just trying to make sure that he's still alive. Cool. 
Rob Tupper also goes for his rounds. Technically, you want to be doing rounds as an intern. You'd be following and attending, but... How you're doctors? We are doctors, but we're interns. All right, we Mr. Do the, Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> it's like we, like yeah, we like do the rounds and it? then we report back to Dr. Eliamori. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're up in northern Minnesota. <laughs> so. You're going to have to just deal with my, my uh, uh, non-knowledge of hospitals. <laughs> well, actually. Yeah, yeah. you just got I'm actually wrong. <laughs> Cool. Um, I believe, Cassandra, you are left here uh, looking into this room. Uh, what can I observe with my strong eyes in this in this room, besides what's already obvious, which is the man is asleep and the girl is asleep? Do I notice anything interesting about the machines that she's hooked up to or anything that her body is doing while she's in this state? Yes. Give me a perception or arcana with advantage. I rolled a 17 and a 1, so I'm going to go with the 17 plus 2, 19. Are you doing perception or arcana? Perception. You are looking in this room, and right above this little girl, no one else can see it. The more you stare at it, the more it becomes visible to you. A floating black ball above her head that seems to be making some sort of noise, like a... is just emanating above her frame in this room. It wasn't there when you first looked at it in the window. So I'm not in the room. I'm looking through the window. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go in? Oh, yeah, I want to try the door. Yeah, it's open. <laughs> okay. When I step into the room and close the door behind me, does the ball do anything? No, it doesn't It doesn't move. Um, it looks like no matter what direction that you're facing it, it's as if it's just like flat black because okay. so, the black is so intense. But as you shut the door, Victor awakes with a start and goes, oh. I'm sorry, I, do- I, do- I dozed off there. Hello? Uh, no, my my apologies. Um, Cassandra Brown. And she holds her hand out for a shake. Uh, he shakes it and says, Victor, uh, as you look at his face, uh, you see just just bags under his eyes. He looks he looks so tired. His suit looks really uh, drabby and dusty and looks like it's like cut in a few places. Mr. Mandelsky, correct? Or Dr. Mandelsky? Uh, I... Victor's fine. I'm not a uh, not a doctor anymore. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, mostly just generally speaking, I guess. <laughs> she like kind of looks back towards the door, and then back at him. Um, I do. You, do you have a a moment? Um, yeah, I have all the time in the world at the moment. Right. Uh, if there's an open chair, she'll pull it up. A reasonably close distance. <laughs> not to... Yeah, she's not going to get in his personal space. Of course. Okay, so uh, Dr. Mandelsky... Or uh, Victor. Um, so, again, my name is Cassandra Brown. Um, I work uh, for a professor at the University of Minnesota Duluth, and um, I'm here under um, curious circumstances. I'm sure you can understand <laughs> what that's like. Um, I was, I was wondering if I could trouble you to, I guess, talk to me about what, what you know to be happening with your daughter, Lily. From what, from what I've been told and what tests have been taken, something's attacking part of her brain, but the doctors haven't figured out quite what, what it is yet. And he's looking at Lily this whole time. Give me an insight check as he says this. 16. You clock. He appears to not be looking at Lily. He's looking at that black orb that's floating above her. And how long have you observed 
it. Observed what? Uh, the um, you know, her her state, her con- condition. How how long <clears throat> have you noticed that this has been happening? Well, I walked into her room one morning instead of her playing. Found her unconscious on the floor. That was three months ago now. Did you notice anything prior to this? Just my cheerful little girl running around and playing. And uh, while you were chief of medicine, what what was your focus? What did what was your niche, so to speak? I haven't thought about that in a while. Once you become chief of medicine, it, it becomes more about bureaucracy than actually treating people. I see. I was in family medicine once upon a time. Um, he's still looking at it. He is still looking at that orb. When when Cassandra watches him watch the orb, does it seem does it seem like a trance or is it you know the way that Cassandra would see something like it just exists and you're like, well, that's obviously not supposed to fucking be there. Give me another perception or insight check. Um, six. It's hard to tell. Um, you've never met anyone who uh, sees this stuff before, and you've gotten to the point where you just stop bringing it up mm-hmm. in order to not look crazy. But you are slightly distracted for one moment. You see one of those weird fleshy batwing creatures come flitting outside near the window, and it makes a move to like come into the window, and then just gets like dissipated into smoke like the second it hits the window, um, where it would normally just go into the room. It just into nothing. Um, I definitely think Cassandra would have some type of mild react, at least mild reaction to that, because I doubt she's seen it before. Victor looks at you and goes, something the matter? Uh, you know, it's, (laughs) it's been a long drive and, um, just, I don't know, do you ever (laughs) get the sense that the energy in a room is sort of un- Unnatural? Unnatural, yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And how long would you say you've noticed that? Hospitals have always kind of had an unnatural feeling to them. A lot of death. A lot of unhappy thoughts. Final final dreams, final wishes. Hmm. I apologize, um, Victor. I, I'm sure I've taken up too much of your time already. Uh, Not at all. They told me you were coming. If you want to go grab a bite to eat, and if you have any more questions for me, I'll I'll be here. Can I get you anything? It would honestly, it would be my pleasure. Uh, coffee, black, mm, a little cream in there. You got it. And uh, you head out. Uh, we're gonna jump over to our uh, attendees. So, Ooh. I would like to roll initiative to see um, who we're dealing with first. Oh, is John about to throw hands Ten. with a patient? <laughs> Ten for Rick Ditchard. Eight for Robert Tupper. Eighteen for John Ludwig. Big ol' six for Donis. Okay. Um, Cassandra, do you want to roll as well? Fourteen. Cool. Uh, Dr. John Ludwig, uh, you are headed around uh, after everyone dispersed. What would you like to do, sir? Food court's open. Sure, let's go get some food. Cool. John's going for late dinner. You head in, uh, grab your food, and the workers there are, usually they're cheerful and they say, hey, Hi, Dr. Ludwig. Everyone's pretty quiet tonight. Um, no one said anything. They put the food down in front of you, and you go up to the cashier lady. Her name's Marianne. Um, normally, there's a little banter there. Tonight, she's just silent. Slept with everyone's mood, Marianne. She just holds out her hand. Here you go, I guess. Give her some money for my food. Yeah, she 
swipes your card and you make your way over to a table. There's a couple nurses and whatnot around, but give me a perception check, Dr. Ludwig. 11. It, there's a weird vibe in here. It, like, is is someone mad at each other? Like, yeah, is the entire hospital cafeteria mad at each other? Yeah, are they just like, did someone swipe food and not pay for it? Like, what's going on? This it, hospital needs a visit from the the funny doctor, the clown guy, Robin Williams. Robin yeah. Williams. You, oh, the, you know where he, he plays, plays a do- he plays like a clown doctor, and he's like, <laughs> not ah. seen it. Oh, ah. Patch ah. Adams. I don't know. Mm. I just know Robin Williams played a doctor in something. Right on. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. R.I.P. a goat. Rick Dickard, you are, uh, what are you doing? I do know that when someone takes a break, another person has to kind of watch their patients. John Ludwig and I, we do have a good relationship. So I say, hey, John, um, cool if I cover for you. Yeah, appreciate right. it. Thanks. Yep, no problem. So I'm going to go cover for his patients. On the way there, um, you run into one of the nurses that's at the nurse station. Her name is Jennifer, and she's got long blonde hair tied up in a ponytail, and she looks at you and goes, Hey, Dr. Dickard. Hey, Jen. How you doing? Great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Could be a little better. Yeah, yeah I know. Me too. How's, uh, how's Susie down the hall? That little girl. She doing okay? She's doing all right. She, her, her, her vitals are stable. Yeah. Um, Treating her a couple of cortisols of, of OTC. Yeah. Do you mind if I go check on her? Of course. And as you're about to leave, she hands you a little note and says, meet me in the break room at 1030. Whoa. What time is it now? <laughs> it's like 830. My heart skips a little bit. Can I roll insight? How about, can I roll history to kind of see what the dynamic is here? Yeah. Okay. Why are you two always trying to fuck each other? <laughs> Why aren't you trying to fuck the DM? Is the First Dozer question. and the Elf, and now D- Rickard Dickard and Jim. Rickard Dickard. <laughs> Just name changing. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's Rick Ditchard, and I rolled a nine. A nine. She has teased the fuck out of you for like a, a little while now, and this note looks like it's go time. Go time <laughs> is what uh, Rick says. To <laughs> I do have a soft spot for Susie. She's a sweetheart. I'm gonna go check on her. Awesome. You head over there. Give me like a perception or insight to see how she's doing. Please be kind. 17. Everything is looking ship shape. She uh, is breathing comfortably. She even wakes up uh, just a little bit and she's like, doctor. Oh, it's Susie. Uh, no, you, no, it's getting late. No, you stay uh, and sleep. Okay, stay asleep. Okay. Here's a, here's a doll for you. Uh, All right. Uh, and she snuggles with that little smile on her face. All right. Uh, I shut off the lights, whatever, refill her water, check her vitals, make sure that everything's tip-top, and I exit. Awesome. Robert Tupper, what are you doing, man? Uh, yeah, I think Rob would like to go follow up on some evaluations that were done earlier, earlier today, do some check-ins on any possible patients. Awesome. You head over to the patient that had the um, vestibular schwannoma. Sh- uh, making sure that they're doing all right. And at that point, Cassandra, you like walk by and see Dr. Tupper um, checking in on this patient that had that rare ear tumor. Um, this is also one of the patients that had one of those flying creatures flying around it. Dr. Tupper, Dr. Tupper, hi. Hi. Hey. Cassandra, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you mind if I um, shadow you, I guess? That's, uh, a, that's a doctor term, right? Yeah, it, sure, I guess. Um, no, I don't mind at all. I just, I'm just following up, checking the vitals on this patient that we looked at earlier. The case was really interesting to me. And at this moment, the thing lands on this uh, young patient's head in the f- mouth, like right on the temple. And you see it start like a mosquito, just... 
and you're just doing right. your thing, Dr. Like, Tupper. Yeah, like get the clipboard from the base of the bed and uh-huh. just like reading it and then looking at whatever, looking at the vitals, checking, uh-huh. doing stuff. Doing doctor stuff. Doing doctor stuff. I'm a doctor. Rob like is acting like he's more important than he definitely is. <laughs> uh... Can I make eye contact with this thing? Or try to? Yeah. Will it look at me? Oh, yeah. I give it the evilest eye that I can. Give me a, give me an intimidation check. Taylor always trying to stare down everyone. <laughs> a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I guess I pass that on to Cassandra. Um, That's going to be a dirty 20. Oh. Damn. Its mouth goes, and looks at you, and goes, <laughs> I mouth, and I go, fuck off. It vibrates, uh, just, yeah. <laughs> And and takes off through the wall. Yeah, I like do the thing where I like put my hands on. What? I don't say anything though. I just like <laughs> jerk at it. Like fuck you, dude. <laughs> Does any Doctor Tupper do you see this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm probably fully engrossed in the clipboard and looking at the machines to notice whatever the fuck is on the roll a disadvantage. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> she's, she's just she's just going what to your to your unconscious patient Sil- silently. Hell yeah, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> two um, yeah, Doctor Tupper, this seems to be going well. Yeah. All right. Okay. So your heartbeat seems to be pretty steady. That's good. Not seeing anything weird with any of the other readings. Blood pressure seems all right. It's cool. Cassandra. How are you doing? I I feel great, Doctor. You're here to study um, Lily Mandelsky, right? Um, or at least write a report? Yes, yeah. I, I'm mostly here to interview um, Dr. Dr. Mandelsky and just, you know, observe, observe Lily. Yeah. Mm, of course, yeah. Have you noticed anything that would be, that you'd be willing to share? Uh, I can't say that I have, no. I haven't been here for, eh, what, a few months at this point, I would think. I just recently started to get involved in some indirect supervision of the patients, so I'm just trying to do my part here. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I mean, look at this patient. Their vitals are, are great. You seem to be doing wonderfully. What about um, the the hospital, you know, vibe in itself? Why would you say, like, the energy is here? <laughs> you know, for our more spiritual readers <clears throat> of the article. Is there like an insight check or a perception check I can do on history or something? Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one feels relevant to you. Dude, what's the vibe, bro? What's the vibe? Like, am I vibing asking here, bro? A, asking uh, a doctor what the vibe yeah, is right? Holy hospital. shit. Hey, hospital, uh, what month were you born in? Okay. <laughs> Dude, what month really, did they make you? I'm not really vibing with this hospital right now. I'm about to check out, bro. Get a nine on insight. Oh, you're such a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good guess. <laughs> is she is she hitting on you? <laughs> what what's the vibe? Who who talks about that? Uh, yeah, I guess I I haven't seen anything too off with the vibe, and I like uh, try to look super important with the clipboard. Nothing else that I can do. Just I'm holding a clipboard, just like fluff it a little bit, and then like, flip. <laughs> flip through the pages. Flip the pages to be like, I mean, I haven't seen anything too too involved. I guess nothing out of the ordinary from what I would expect a hospital to be. Does sorry, is that a, is that a list of gold stars? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I could have sworn I nope. Uh, anyway. Pleasure talking to you. I have to go continue my rounds. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Dr. Tuffer takes off. Um, uh, we move on to Dr. Schofield. Uh, what are you doing? I believe that I would be checking on my favorite patient, 
Madeline. She is a 13-year-old with, with a brain tumor, and she's not doing too well. Yeah. Does she also have ear shawarma? Fucking warma. Ear shawarma? <laughs> what the Vestibular shawarma. Ear shawarma. <laughs> it sounds like a good sandwich. Shawarma is the thing that Iron Man's like, we, we should get some shawarma, right? There's a, there's there's a, shawarma, a shawarma, place. shawarma place right around the corner. Ear shawarma. Dr. Schofield just keeps shoving food into this little girl's ear. No! Oh, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, okay, so you go check out Marianne, who has a brain tumor. Yeah. She's laying there. Uh, her eyes flit open as you walk up, and she's just like, hi, doctor. Oh, well, Marianne, don't, don't bother talking, sweetie. It's okay. I'm just here to check up on you, make sure all your vitals are okay and you're doing all right. Would it be okay if the TV was on? Yeah, what do you want on, sweetie? Rugrats. Hell yeah. Hell All right, we'll, we'll put Rugrats in Paris on for you. I, know, I like that movie. My favorite one's Raptor. Yeah, let's just let's just pop this orange VHS tape in. Oh, oh. God damn. Pull. Pull. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> so uh, you pop Rugrats on. Uh, we go back to John Ludwig. Up, at, uh, He's probably just finished up his food at this point. It's getting to be like 9.30 this evening. Um, Cassandra, you've been taking your time talking to these different doctors before making your way back over to Victor. And what do you do now, Dr. Ludwig? Uh, he'd probably go, go finish his rounds or go up on his rounds. You know, doctor things. Cool. As you make your way through the hospital, give me a perception or an insight check. That's a solid two. Mm, thanks. We are great at we medicine. Suck. We yes. are doctoring so fucking We are rolling hard. what we actually know. Yeah, right. That's just accurate. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, what we deserve. I would say that you are actually doing your job, but almost to a fault where you're not paying attention to your surrounding. As Dr. Ludwig makes his way through the hospital, it seems eerily just empty. More than normal, even for a night in a massive hospital. But you're focused on your job. You're moving your way forward, going to your different patients. These are patients that are stable for the most part. Mm -hmm. A couple of them here and there. Um, You all hear the nurses be like, oh, heart heart rate's dropping. Let's get over there. And you go do what you need to do to try and get that up. No one has uh, died yet. So that's a good night in a hospital. Blake just gave us a little (laughs) thumbs up. (laughs) No one's died yet. (laughs) Oh, no. Dr. Ditchard. It's almost time. Oh, since it's almost time, I kind of go looking for Dr. Ludwig to call in a favor. You know, if you watch rounds for someone, they watch rounds for you. It's getting awfully close to 1030, and I need to go inquire about this note. Uh, Hey, John. What's up? Hey, um, did you see Jen walk past me in the hall earlier? Uh, Yeah, I think I saw her kind of jaunting by. (sighs) She handed me this note, man. Can you watch my rounds? I gotta go see about this. Bro. 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 It's time. Bro. All right. I got you. Appreciate it. Bro. I gotta go. (laughs) And welcome to the dating show. (laughs) You head off towards the break room and put a little post-it note on the side of the door that all of the residents understand to be like, give us a little bit before we take this down. And you wait. Okay. Now here's where I ask, what are the odds that I ran into (laughs) Jen first and I'm interviewing her? (laughs) That'd be the biggest cock mark of <laughs> this episode. <laughs> went, holy shit. Cassandra, give me a perception check to see if you can talk to any nurses. I don't think so. It's going to be a five. So you were walking around. You've got coffee in your hand and a notebook in the other. And weirdly, the hospital's gone quiet. There's music playing in the background. Just that jaunty elevator music. It's weird. It's a little too upbeat for a hospital. I mean, huh. trying to keep it upbeat. People die. Who was that? (laughs) (laughs) But you're making your way around and seems like no one's around. 
Except for oh, that random guy John, John Ludwig. John Ludwig walks by with his, with, his two, with his two, he just fully walks past Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> As he sneezes. All over her. Oh, brutal. Brutal. Oh, man. Gross. As a doctor, you He's should not know not to do that. No, no. Exactly. This is a, a post-COVID world, my man. Just open <laughs> mouth sneeze in the hospital. <laughs> but yeah, you you don't find anyone. That's okay. Yeah, this is kind of weird. I'm imagining like, has it been so long that the like motion lights have gone out? In a couple hallways, yes. Ooh, I am, I'm painting Ooh, my fuck. own story right now. E. Man. What do you do? Is this hospital big enough to get lost in? Do I know where I'm going? Give me a history check. Uh, also, I thought it was my turn in the break room. What's, what's going on here? You're you're waiting. She's, you're waiting. She's, she's trying to cock block you. The two coffees that I have are No, we already decided cold. that didn't happen. <laughs> they're, they're getting cold. Cold. Yeah, but two okay. coffees yeah. at 1030. What are you, Santi? What am I, a doctor? Yeah, Jesus. Cassandra rolled a four. Um, you are currently trying to find your way back to Victor, which is why it's taking so long. Big hospital. Mm. Rick, you hear a... And then the door starts to jiggle. I go to open it. Standing out in front of you is Jennifer. Hey, Jen. Hand her a coffee. She knocks coffee out of your hand and lunges forward and starts aggressively like making out with your neck. All right, I lock that door. <laughs> There's coffee everywhere. <laughs> Poor janitor. Throw the coffee. Uh, door shut. She like shoves you backwards and fully on top of you, like like biting into your neck. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I'm embracing wow. it, and uh, next person <laughs> gonna get into a sex scene. Yeah, here. Jesus, performance role. Scared? Uh, Let's go. I'm scared to role play with Zach. Like, <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling it's not going that direction. All right, all right, I'll, I'll embrace it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does Rick say as he's biting you? Yeah, nut up, Rick. Come on, man. Yo, brick up, Rick. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Rick is bricked. All right, so I, I start to like ask. Like, where did this come from? Like, I've been trying to, I've been chasing you for a long time. Like, oh, this is amazing. Holy fuck. <laughs> sorry, Please tell sorry. me before she tries to kill him, she tells him to shut up. First. She, she like is weirdly strong in this moment and like shoves your hands down. Oh my God. And fully takes a bite into your neck. <laughs> ah! Fuck! Jen, I'm bleeding. You are bleeding a lot right now. <laughs> Ah! She comes up. You have taken two damage. Oh my god. It is... I have a you chunk bitten out of me completely. Chunk bitten out of you. And she pops up. Her eyes look glazed over. There's no... It's almost just like looking at like an opalescent ball. And she's staring at you, blood covered over her mouth. And she eats the part of your neck that she just uh, took off. And she looks like she's about to lunge forward again. What do you do? Okay, so right now, uh, Rick is in full fight or flight mode at this point it is run or die um so i'm going to look for anything that i can throw in the way of her as an obstacle to get to the door and to get out so she's on top of you so you're gonna need to throw her first to try and yeah give me a strength check i don't have any additives just total commoner stats are all to 16 general to nine is a minus four to their strength so you easily like just toss her backwards she slams into the table gets knocked backwards uh, what are you doing? Like I said, I don't know what's 
in this room, like what's around me right now? How far away from the door am I? So you got pushed back onto a bunk bed. Um, there's multiple bunk beds. Um, you're probably like 10 feet away from the door, but you locked it. Um, there was a table in the center of the room that has now gotten like knocked to the side. And Jen looks up at you and is like, ah. You said it's a bunk bed. What size bed? Twin. Fucking twin. I can, yeah, I, I can deal with that. I grab the twin bed um, and use it as a barrier in between her and I, and I go for the door. <laughs> okay. So you just pick up the mattress. I, just uh, grab it and it's probably going to fall to, fall okay, to the ground cool. and drag it that'll and be, use it as a shield. That'll be a disadvantage for her to try and get you. Um, as you head for the door, she's going to go after you. That was a 12 to hit at disadvantage. Yep. So you grab this bed, pull it up against you, and you're fumbling for the, the lock on the door. And right as you open it, she like bites you on the hand. Oh. At this point, I'm starting to lose a bit of consciousness, just a little bit, because I've lost so much blood. Mm-hmm. My heart is racing and my adrenaline is slowly starting to wear off. Rick does handle things well under pressure, but he's scared. Uh, when she bites you on the hand, you take one damage. Oh my god. Are you still up? Yeah, I did. I have four HP okay, total, so, so now I'm one, at one HP. You're at one HP. Uh, you I'm are bleeding profusely. Death's door. And you jump outside the door. Do you slam it shut? I jump outside the door. Do I have the mattress still, or is that... I think in the panic of, yeah. of the door opening and you trying to get out, no. Yeah, I'm outside the door, and of course, as you should, you shut it. Um, and if there's a way to lock it... You would have keys, like, on a lanyard that you could try and lock, lock the door. Is it like the classic movie? scene where I have to like fumble through 25 keys to find the right one in a panic. Zach and I, I you you definitely, you're definitely holding the door from being closed because it opened inwards. You would have your hand on it and you can just grab your keys and lock it. Like I said, I handle things well under pressure. I'm dialed in because I think that I'm going to fucking die and I go for the dex check to find the key to lock the door. Yeah, 20! Oh! 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 Fuck keys, yeah, keys, you're locked keys, in, Jay. Yeah. You keys. hot little monster bitch. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm stoked. Little, little monster bitch. So, Why doesn't anybody call me cute names like that? monster <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so she like had gotten like around the door and with your nat 20, you like push the door back so where she like loses balance for a quick moment and then you just like bash her in the head with the door before shutting it and you hear a thud inside and then you lock it and you don't know if she's alive or dead in there but but that door is locked and all i know now is that i'm losing blood fast i know where john was when he was covering my rounds he knows to check on Susie, and that's where i'm going cool robert tupper you are up oh god what are you doing at the moment i mean i guess i just left cassandra and the ear cancer patient um you ran away yeah i ran away (laughs) so probably towards the mess hall okay at this point you run into dr schofield who is coming back from watching the rugrats so both of you kind of run into each other in the hallway oh shit Hey, Adonis. Oh, hey, what's going on? How are you doing, doctor? I'm doing okay. Um, I was just going to the mess hall after checking in on some patients. Did you want to join me? Um, Yeah, I was actually, I was just going to stop by and uh, grab my friend Mavis over at Orthopedics. Yeah. If you want to grab her, we can all go uh, grab dinner together. Yeah, let's go for it. As you guys are walking, I need both of you to give me constitution saving throws at disadvantage. Ooh. Okay. 11. Ooh, that was my good roll. Seven. <laughs> cool. You guys are fine at the moment. Keep walking to where you're headed. Um, give me perception checks as you guys are moving. 14. Man. Eight. Dr. Tupper, one of the patients seems to be coding. As you turn around the corner, you start to hear the meep, 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 meep. 
Oh. He meant he was coding. Oh. <laughs> he, just has, he just has a laptop up and he's coding, and I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, he's Healthy. dying. He's, he's dying. doing oh, coding? Cool. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, okay. So you need to grab a crash cart and like head over there as soon as possible. Cool. Sweet. Uh, Adonis, patient flatlining coding. We need Code to blue, code it. blue. Somebody get a crash cart now. Thank you. Run over to him. Yeah, no one comes with a crash cart, so you have to go grab one. Adonis sprints to the nearest crash cart. Hell yeah. You head over there. Um, give me a medicine check with a help action. I really hope that you rolled well. I mean, uh, decent. I got a nat one. 14. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think in this moment, Dr. Tupper, you kind of seized up. It's one of your first nights staying at the hospital. So this was a very panic uh, moment yeah, for a doctor. And stuff has been going decently. He's felt in this, like he hasn't really faced this kind of adversity without uh, actual supervision. <laughs> His gold stars. On Hurry the up, gold stars. Yeah. We got to get the card. <laughs> Dr. Schofield uh, comes in with a crash cart. You've done this twice now at this point. So you're feeling more comfortable and clear. And at this point, Cassandra, you uh, walk by and hear all the commotion and see them both doing a crash cart. What Cassandra wanted to do once she noticed that there's nobody around is she wants to see if she can sneak a peek at Lily's file. Oh, shit. There's nobody at the nurse's station. That's true. Okay. Give me an investigation check. 16. Yeah, you find it. Yeah. All right. I pull up my phone and I take pictures of it. I'm assuming it's in like doctor writing. Most of it's typed out because it looks like they have an actual like scribe on staff here. So this is all fully legible. Oh, like I can, I understand what the words mean? Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. What, what, what does it say? Or I could just take it. Yeah, you can also just take it. Great. Yeah, yeah, I do that. And cool. then I'm like, do, do, do. Cool. You head out and you run into Dr. Tupper and Dr. Schofield currently in the middle of trying to save someone's life. And you look up and you see that little leech bloodsucker. This is, does it look like the same one that I fucked up earlier? Yeah, it looks at you and goes, What's going on? What's going on? What's with all the noise? Stay outside the room. We have a patient crashing. Just just stay outside there for a minute. We'll be with you. Uh, I... You see it sitting there going... And every time it slurps, the EKG machine that like keeps track of your heartbeat, it just wanes. Just... Cassandra is getting like pissed off, particularly because this thing already fucked off once and it decided to come back. <laughs> she's getting really angry. Come on, Dr. Topper, we're losing her. We have to do something now or she's going to be gone. You're the one with the defibrillator. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly has a pulse. She has a pulse. It just keeps waning. Uh, I don't know. Someone start mouth to mouth. Yeah. So, Stevie, um, yeah. what? Not they don't do mouth to mouth. I know. I know. <laughs> that's what comes out of nowhere. Uh, it's got the, the, the breath bag. Ooh. Hey guys, Oxygen. Dr. Ludwig here. Uh, why don't you just try mouth to mouth? Can we go back, re-record all of me just oh, so this can be okay. a thing? Hey, what is going on, fellow friends? Have you been to sexy dance party <laughs> over in the west side? The disco dance. <laughs> I heard there was a party in the break room with Jin and Dr. Dickard. <laughs> don't go to the break room! <laughs> <laughs> okay. John! <laughs> um, 
can can I like get in the room? Yeah, yeah, you can get in the room. I'm absolutely gonna fall. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I push. <laughs> What's your first name, Rob? Yeah, I push Rob. Ah, <laughs> you, you push a doctor. Cont- yeah. Contest- He's just way. standing there. I'm like providing oxygen. <laughs> I'm pushing the bag. He's doing stuff, but you, you, you actually see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I squeeze by, and like I don't know how big this room is. Like, what do I need to like? Do I have to squeeze behind him? Do I have to crawl by. over the patient? Like, it, what? <laughs> crawl on her knees? You go. You go into the room. Uh, patients on just like a single bed that's in the center of it. Okay. And, and Doctor Tupper and Doctor Schofield are on one side each. The left side is where Doctor Tupper is, who is currently trying to. Okay. Yeah, I try to like move to get between like him and the wall, so I have like because it's over the like patient's head, right? You said it was like sucking, mm-hmm. sucking on their head. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go over and just see if I can like fucking like grab this thing. Give me an inside check. She slaps the fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm really. Yeah. <laughs> just goes through, slaps the shit the out of the patient. Fourteen. This entire time, you've had that weird puzzle piece in your pocket after oh. that crazy experience that you had. Oh. Oh, shit. That happened before. Oh, yeah. It did. So you've had this thing, but you didn't know what to do. And you, you have this weird feeling. You essentially just like grab it in your hand and almost like brass knuckles use it to try and punch this thing. Fuck yeah. Hell. So give me an attack roll. Okay. Just an unarmed attack roll if you want. Okay. <laughs> I want like a perception from. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right. That's going to be 18. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How much damage do you do? Well, technically it says arm arm strike is zero damage. With this, roll a d4. Zero damage. Yeah, some, people are, some people are weak. Yeah, if, if your stats aren't there. If your strength is not she there. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> she probably has a zero in strength. Two. That's exactly what you needed to kill this Perfect. thing. Perfect. So Cassandra comes flying in, knocks Dr. Tupper out of the way, ah. and just <laughs> takes a swing <laughs> above the patient's head, punching the wall behind it. She goes, I told you to fuck off Cassandra what the fuck she just punched that patient no I punched the air above the patient and why did you punch the air above the patient at this point you see all vitals go stable and why did that work well we wouldn't I mean listen yeah that's a that's a valid question to be like it clearly did <laughs> no but it, I mean also <laughs> 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 I pull out the set of gold stars that I grabbed from the nurse's station <laughs> and I hold up a gold star and I go, no questions. This is yours. I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so easily bribed. A fucking sticker. Can you now Lord. escort the reporter out of the, out of the, out of the patient's room, please, Dr. Tupper? Uh, yeah. I, I don't can. know why she's punching walls in here. <laughs> Bro, she's in a hospital. Admit her for a psychiatric check. I chug the the black coffee with a bit of cream. (laughs) Dr. Schofield pulls Dr. Tupper to the side before he leaves and and just whispers to him, and maybe get a psych check while you're at it. Great. Dr. Schofield's left in here to make sure that this patient's doing all right. Um, You two head out of the room. Dr. Ludwig, you're making your way through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Ludwig. Yeah. He's just over there. He's just over there having a dance party. He's got, he's got, he's got music. He's got AirPods in. Split personality disorder too. Glow sticks. He's in, he's in a patient's room trying to make him feel better. He's got Fucking those raving. like twirly balls that go on fire. 
and the guy the guy inside is like I, I no I don't are you feeling no. better no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. 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 Um, oh. You are making your way down the hallway. You've got your headphones in, and you're looking at your clipboard, making your way through your rounds. And this is because you rolled a two on your last perception Fucking check. Thirty minutes ago. <laughs> you turn left down a hallway, uh, Doctor Dickard. You've just come around the corner, and you are bleeding profusely uh, on the other end of the hallway. Um, what do you do? <laughs> um, you know, in the movies where someone runs really fast down a hallway and they slip. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I run, I'm running as fast as I can, slip, but kind of like gracefully a little bit forward. <laughs> you can't gracefully slip every time. <laughs> every time you fall. It's one of those like slip falls and get up and continue running type okay. of situations. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, so I look distraught and what I slip in is my own blood and I run towards John. Fuck John! And I turn around and look behind me and keep running towards him. As you turn around and look behind you, you look back and you see that there are two two workers from the food hall shambling their way behind John uh, and they both have like the same dead eyes that Jennifer did. Jennifer, at this point is uh, Dr. Ludwig, do, does he have his AirPods out? Is he so tentative? You, you're shouting, give me another perception check, Dr. Ludwig. It's a seven for a perception. Okay. Fucking hell. So you must have a podcast going on in his AirPods. Die trying podcast. Oh yes, this is my favorite podcast. It just gets worse every oh time. Oh my god, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. So as you look up, you like take your AirPod out of your ear and you see Rick on the floor, like reaching out to you while he's holding onto his neck, covered in blood. And right at that moment, you are tackled from behind and you have like a glimpse and you see the worker that you had paid for your food for as she goes to take a bite out of you. And she rolled an 18 to hit. Oh, Oh my my God. God. (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a Coke. (laughs) For four damage. Oh, fuck. Are you dead? She bites bites into the back of your neck. So, uh, Jesus Christ. John looks up from his clipboard, sees Rick, a bloody mess, holding his neck, reaching out. And just as he's about to process and respond, he gets fucking tackled and just mauled. He's just fucking screaming. He's like, Rick, what? And Dr. Ludwig is killed. Oh, So, Dr. Dickard, you are bleeding out on the ground. One food service worker is currently feasting on your fellow doctor, a friend and colleague at this point. Another one is shambling its way towards you. And you see, after a little bit, Dr. Ludwig's head jerks and turns. His eyes are glazed over. Oh, my God. Uh, What are you doing? (laughs) Um, I'm dealing with a uh, harsh reality, I guess. I probably have enough energy and blood to shove myself into a room, probably the closest one, and lock it. Okay. You shamble up, making your way around the corner, blood being like strewn across the walls, uh, making it into the next room that you can. Are you like looking to see who's inside of it, or are you just looking for like the first room? Um, 
first room, pure panic. My vision starting to fade a little bit. My my heart rate is pulsing faster and slower. I'm pretty close to dead here, if not closer to death than I ever thought I would be at this time. In the room, though, I'm going to lock it, try to just bar the door with a chair or something and look around for any medical supplies to mend myself. Cool. We're going to jump over to Cassandra. You are currently with Dr. Tupper. What are you two doing? Uh, all right, Cassandra, we, you need to get out of here. You just pushed me. You just punched a patient. We got to get you the fuck and out I of this hospital. I did not punch that patient. I told you. I, I get your get your fucking hand off me. Your fist was near a patient's head. Yeah, and then what happened after that? You're a doctor. Figure it out. The vitals were fine. I don't know. Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe a coi- yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I, she d- turns around and like pushes him like with a finger. How? Do you still have that? Who said that? Oh my god! Yeah, she absolutely. She's got the like puzzle You're, piece in your hands. Yeah, so? she's got her fingers. She's a. I think she's a lefty. It okay. just feels. She feels like a lefty, so she's got it like wrapped in her knuckles. She like puts two fingers out, pushes them in the chest. Okay, give me an unintentional uh, unarmed strike. Oh fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Rob. Says, I did not hit a patient. Uh-oh. Uh, 16? Oh, oh yeah. My yeah. God. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> so that'll kill me. Kills him. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, for you, it'll be a D4 minus two. Just cause okay, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, because I'm definitely not trying <laughs> to hurt him. Oh, thank God, minus two. Sorry, that was a four. <laughs> oh, my Fuck! She could kill him! <laughs> Fucking karate chops his neck. So I didn't okay. kill him. Bang! She absolutely she does that thing that like older siblings do when they like hit their younger sibling mm. too hard. They're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my god! No. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> shit. So as Cassandra pokes Dr. Tupper, you suddenly see her face change shape and her ears grow pointed for just a quick moment, and then she hits you and you and break the drywall behind you. I'm so I'm so sorry. You get the fuck away from I'm, me. You're yep, you're nope, you're completely right. I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. Uh she like is backing up further, like even for, like down the hallway. And as she backs up, everything goes back to normal. Her ears go back to normal. Cool. And, and you're staring at the girl that showed up today. Are like are like my ribs broken? <laughs> um, it probably Yeah. I like go to step away from the wall and then I just ah, Oh my god. Oh uh, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't be laughing at that. I just the sound you made. Was, I'm so sorry. What's going through Doctor Tupper's head um, after seeing that crazy phenomenon? Uh, I have no fucking. Idea. <laughs> he saw he within what a span of a few hours. This woman has come into the building. Uh, a brief interaction with her, and then a patient flatlined. She nearly punched the patient, and then punched me and broke drywall and broke my ribs. Uh, and I saw a different creature shrouded in her form. Uh, I'm just freaked the fuck out uh, and don't know what to do. Cassandra, do you say anything or are you just fully like leaving? I honestly, I don't. She's putting distance between her and Rob for his safety, but then even even more space because like she does, she doesn't feel comfortable being that close to somebody either. But I don't think she would leave because, <laughs> because she says that she absolutely fucked him up and like doesn't she doesn't want to just leave him there and bail. I, I'm so, I, I promise you, I'm not, I mean, not really believable right now, but like not normally. 
Haven't you noticed that this place is fucked up? Haven't you haven't you noticed anything? Honestly, no, I haven't. Not a whole lot until just today within the past few hours. Um Robert, after she punched you, give me a perception check. Oh, okay. Eat. Yeah. He nothing. You're you're trying to just like gasp for breath. I come here. <clears throat> I check patients. I do my job. Because I just want to help people. And now I'm in a lot of pain. Luckily, we have stuff to help that, so I'm gonna go get some painkillers. <laughs> This is a dumb question. Do you need help? If you want to join me, walk at a respectable distance, please. (laughs) (laughs) She waits for him to walk ten more feet. Oh my god! This is the most chill doctor. Yeah, I'm so shocked. No security, no report. Just gets fucking wrecked. Yeah, if you want to follow me. Rob is 100% spineless. The jellyfish version of yourself. Yes. <laughs> Fucking spineless. <laughs> Dr. Tupper, I, like, I, I, I promise you, like, I am not, I'm not crazy, okay? Like, really hard to believe that right now. And you guys head off into a different wing of the hospital to try and go uh, bandaged up Dr. Tupper. John, <laughs> you awaken. Oh, what the fuck? Dude, you would clicker shit (laughs) from your point of view there's no thoughts in your head other than when you turn your head everything is gray or various shades of gray but then kind of like looking at a heat map or something you see a body in front of you down the hallway what do you do i mean am i in control of myself at the moment yeah there's nothing in your head other than i'm hungry when i would uh Move forward towards said the cafeteria. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I had left half a sandwich in my locker. Boom. Yeah, that sandwich is looking mighty nice on the in the middle of that floor. (laughs) John, uh, John goes in for a meal. Why are you rubbing your fingers like uh, that? That's so creepy. (laughs) You look like an actual villain. Listen, D and D is a role playing game, and he's fucking killing it. Bro, why are you stroking yourself over there? Whoa, whoa. Way to ruin it. Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> negative about, inspiration. Holy shit. I was about to build the image for the viewers, you know, like, you they know, can't evil hear boss you. with, like, a cat in the lap, like, petting it. He's stroking his entire body and then saying cat. Um, he's having a stroke right now. He's going right to knee. I said, why this are you stroking yourself? Head. And then he proceeds to stroke himself yeah. after I I'm petting an imaginary <laughs> cat. Fuck me. Um, Massive cat. <laughs> it's a main coon. That's a huge clearly. cat. It's a main coon. As John lunges forward down the hallway with these two compatriots next to you, who both at different times look at you and go, I look at them and I'm like, with a helping hand, roll for advantage to see if you can find some food because you are starving. I'm now just imagining like the community Halloween episode where they become zombies, like the <laughs> tail end of that, where they're just walking in the library, just totally normal, but they're zombies. <laughs> this version of John gets a 10. The one that bit you starts moving like down the hallway and to the left. And then I follow him. I wish you could see them doing this to each other, listeners. (laughs) I'm glad that you can. So, Dr. Schofield, 
the only one left uh, <laughs> no <laughs> taking care of patients oh, yeah. taking care of patients the only no, no, no. Doctor yeah, here. go back to Blake he was about to do a perception well, I, I know but I've, I skipped Will oh, so oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure Dr. Schofield you are currently leaving all the vital signs are looking good after that code blue this patient seems to be doing much better perfect I would probably leave the room and page Dr. Tupper as well as probably just continue back towards orthopedics Okay, so what do you page Dr. Topper and then give me a perception check as you're making your way through the hospital? I'd probably just page him, like, how's it going? How was Cassandra? Did you handle things? She <laughs> like a responsible adult <laughs> here to page. Right. How do I page oh. back to oh. that? Like, what's the, what's the, it's just a pager. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having never used a pager before. <laughs> Can they just text? No. 14. No, doctors use pagers still. Yeah. yeah. They always use pagers yeah. forever. Dr. Schofield, you see a bunch of blood pulled up on the floor and up against the wall. And at the moment, no one's like in the hallway, but you see where the blood like went. Uh, I'll follow the blood. Uh, you make your way up to a door that's currently locked. I will check to see if I have my keys. <laughs> yeah, you do. Or no, I, I do. Oh, shit. I just happen to have my keys. <laughs> I'll try to unlock this door. Did you do anything on the inside? Uh, I did say that I barred the door with a chair. You go to open the door um, now that it is unlocked and kadunk hit a chair. Hello? Rick does not respond. He doesn't, after the attack from Jen, he doesn't trust anyone. Uh, and also he's fighting the urge to pass out. Give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Hello? Is someone in there? There's a, there's a lot of blood outside this this door. Rick rolled a five on the constitution saving throw. You hear inside the room, because the door is now slightly ajar, uh, body slumping onto the ground. I want to try and push the door open. Give me a strength check. Door wins. Takes it takes one damage. Oh, we've been here before. Seven. <laughs> uh, you take three steps back, shoulder check the door. It's not budging. Give it another go. Hit it again. Hit it again. If you don't pass the DC, then you'll take damage this time. Fucking all right, dude. Just got to beat a 10. I'm a big, strong man. I'll bust through this door with a 17. Oh. Oh, they're right next to each Manifest other. Manifest destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Or is that another seven? Oh. This one is a 17. All right. You slam through the door, make your way into the room, and you see the unconscious and uh, heavily bloodied uh, Dr. Rick in front of you on the ground. He is currently unconscious. Is there, and we're in like a medical room, right? Like a Yeah, you're in a hospital room. Okay. Can I try and stabilize him? Yes. Medicine check? Yeah, medicine check. That's a nine. So as you are trying to like slump his body up onto the onto the bed, trying to quell the bleeding with different gauze and whatnot, you suddenly start to feel tired and drained from the day. Your movements getting like a little sluggish. You don't know if it's from having to like bust through that door or what, but suddenly you're just like, ah, (sighs) fuck my back. God damn it. Why are you so heavy? I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. 17. Okay. Uh, You muscle your way through and you're working on trying to do anything you can to help Dr. Rick. Can I close the door behind me? (laughs) Or maybe like call someone, let them know that fucking doctor. I guess I'd probably hit a code blue. I'd hit hit the code blue on the wall. Okay. Yeah. You hit hit code blue. Anyways. uh, Um, Real quick. Sorry. Did I, before my turn ended last time, 
I said that I was going to mend myself. Did I get anywhere? Did I do anything? Like, did I attach an IV of morphine to my fucking veins? <laughs> sure. I'll say that you have a morphine. You have a morphine drip currently in your arm. Hell yeah. I'm dying peacefully. <laughs> yeah, he, he just a full bag of morphine. Not, <laughs> not, yeah, not even like, like uh, overdosed. Like a, yeah. There's like a dead patient in a chair and he just took the morphine out and put it in himself. Also, that's just not how morphine is administered. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? An IV drip? No, in an IV drip, but like not just like a bag of morphine. <laughs> You'd have to go get morphine, put it into the IV yeah. drip. I'm a doctor. You don't have yeah. to tell me. <laughs> I knew. I just wasn't listening to Blake. <laughs> Sorry. Classic. Obviously. Sorry, I, I just had a well actually real quick. Okay, so he pushes Code Blue in the room. Cassandra and Dr. Tupper, you guys are headed to go try and find something to help Dr. Tupper. Yeah. Do I has the code the code blue happened? Yeah. Okay. Um. At this moment, you hear it. Code blue. Is there a location on the code blue or? Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know the exact room that is supposed. To be. Perfect. Cool. I go. God, damn it. Okay. I need to go check that out. Uh, I I get that. Like my opinion might not matter much right now, but is that a good idea? Probably not. But I haven't had a lot of great ideas lately. I need to go check that out though. I took an oath. At this moment, he's spineless, but he wants is, to respond and try to help. Is code blue something that makes a noise in the room, not just like a like a pager thing? Okay, here's what it says: Code blue in a hospital means there's a medical emergency involving an adult. You may hear an announcement if you're in a hospital at the time of an emergency. A code. Code blue announcement may include warning sounds. It may include a location. This would include a floor number or a department description, such as the in intensive care unit. Usually a code blue means something, something. That doesn't apply to us. Yeah, that's essentially that's essentially what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. So uh, there's a bunch of stuff making noise in this room because this code blue goes off. John, you are currently clicking your way around uh, the hospital. Uh, give me a perception check with advantage. <laughs> 19. Oh, oh with, advantage. with advantage. There you Fucking go. Yeah. Two. So 19. <laughs> so the second the code blue goes off, you and the two other monsters that you're with just heads just jerk to the side. Just <laughs> cool. Perfect. Fuck it. We're dead anyways. Perfect. Let's go. So John starts fucking running. Cassandra and Rob, you are headed your way that way as well. Give me a luck check. To see okay. if you're going down the same hallway that John will end up running down. I am. I feel like I'm rushing forward because I see that he's like struggling. And I'm like, ah, mm, ooh. <laughs> keep my distance. That's a two. <gasps> Unlucky. You are shuffling your way down the hallway and Cassandra's constantly like trying to help you. And it's <laughs> making you feel you're just like, I don't know. What to okay. Do. All right. It's a code blue. We need a crash cart. There should be one in the in the room near uh -huh. around the corner here. Okay. Take my keys. Go grab that. Got it. And I'll keep walking that way. I'll catch up with you. Are you sure you want me to grab like two crash one for like the other guy, one for you? Just... I'm definitely gonna crash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Oh my god! Grab the, grab the crash card she in the shakes room. Off yeah, her hand okay, because it's a fucking hot punch. To... <laughs> also, any amount of painkillers you see in there. Cool, 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 cool. All right, I I take off as fast as I can. Cool. Uh, the second Cassandra goes around the corner. Shit. Just a. Uh, 
Oof, as uh, one of these creatures comes flying around the corner and then John appears around the corner and you see like on a heat map something in front of you that looks mighty tasty. I just fucking won. See behind me or in front of me? He is behind you. Okay, cool. So, give me an initiative between the two of you. Just the two of us. <laughs> Roll another two. Fourteen. Oh. Eleven. Okay, so you see these three people, like, slam into the wall behind you and start sprinting towards you. What do you do? Oh, my God. Do I recognize that one of them is John? Yeah. <laughs> John, what the fuck? He's currently, like, super bloody. Okay, I, I turn around and I try to run as fast as I can. <laughs> Okay, cool. Cassandra, um, run! <laughs> <laughs> so give me, um, let's do a dex check between the two of you to see who's faster. And you're currently hurt, yeah, so you roll a disadvantage. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, fantastic disadvantage <laughs> rolls. Oh my gosh. That's two threes. <laughs> what? Wow. Oh my god. God, I was going to say you have a good chance because I got an eight. W- nope. <laughs> <laughs> plus, plus. Well, I have a proficiency of two, so <laughs> plus nothing. Do I hear Rob call out? Yeah, at this point, you'd like run ahead, gone around the corner. You're probably like 35 feet away from where he was. Um, and then that's when you hear. That's when you hear me say, run, <laughs> get the cart faster. So <laughs> that role is to see if John catches up to Robert. Uh, you yell run. Cassandra lunges back to like look down the hallway and you see John just like lunge. Give me an attack roll. You gotta beat a 10. Oh, wait, do we do a dex check? Was it me and him? Which I means also we tied. Wait, that means they tied. Yeah, yeah, tied. Then. That's a tie. Yeah, but he that had two threes. threes. I did have two threes. He did have two off. threes, and my eight minus five is three. also three. Quick maths. Oh, my God. Okay. They're so, neck to neck to each other. Oh, my God. So running down the hallway. He's, oh my God. he's running. Cassandra <laughs> peeks around. You're using your full movement to chase after him. He's using his full movement to run away from you. Cassandra, like, lunges back around the corner and sees Robert being chased by this, like, super bloody doctor with glazed over eyes. Sorry, did you say run? Run the fuck away. What do you do? I mean, I'm going to look and see what the fuck he's running from. Oh, you see, you see, like, essentially a zombie running after him. What else do I see, though? Because everybody else in this building has had some weird shit attached to them. You're always seeing shit. Yeah, also, would, would, she, would she think the zombie is real? So, give me a perception check, Cassandra. That's no good. Four? It's an episode of Great Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I was running really hot up until this point. You saw him. You walked with him. Like you did rounds with this doctor. So, yeah. so you saw him. Not with a four percent. He, he is real. <laughs> he is real. You're looking for anything that's odd, like a creature or something on him. Nothing is there except for you see a glimpse of just like something like seems to be attached to the back of his head, but you can't see what it is because he's currently running towards you. Oh, so we're currently running towards Cassandra? Yes. Okay. Down the hallway. Anything else you would like to do? I mean, it doesn't look like a good situation. I guess I'll I'll turn and try to help her. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so you're going to run towards him. Oh, my God. Okay. Wrong way. <laughs> So you're running towards the uh, robber and the monster. Yep. So Cassandra starts running towards him. It is Rick and Adonis's turns in the room. So Rick, you are currently unconscious. Um, give me another constitution saving throw to see if you wake up. Yes, sir. An 11. That'll do it. Oh, fuck. So you, wa- you wake up. kicking. Uh-huh. You don't feel any pain right now. And Dr. Schofield has like bandaged you up enough to quell the bleeding. All right. 
I don't feel much, but I know a lot, and I know what the fuck is going on, and I see this door wide open, and I... Door! Close the door! And I... Are there lights flashing in this room? Yeah. I look around, and I take it all in, and I just think that we're fucked. (laughs) Um, And I try to just mutter out a few words. A few of them are close the door, and... Um, we have to get out. Both of them contradict each other. One of them has to happen. Do you believe him, or are you trying to keep him in the bed? I've got a chunk out of my (laughs) neck and hand, and I'm bloody as fuck. You better. But you're in a hospital, which is the best place for when people. I mean, I don't. I I would probably be like, what? What? What is? What happened to you? What? Why? You were doing your rounds. What is going? What's happening? Jen, Ah, zombie, bit me. Dead. Everyone. Dead, dying. Can Give I do me like a charisma check versus, and then like do an insight check. Okay. Also, if this is zombie rules, sixteen. Would he just think, oh shit, he's gonna turn Nine. into a zombie now? <laughs> Nine. You think he's been bitten and he's gonna turn into a zombie now? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's said pretty, zombie. That's pretty you said zombie, and you said I got no. bit. No one was thinking it until you said that. No. Well, you said zombie. I got bit. No, yeah, I, I got think bit by another wasn't human. Thinking it until you said it, I was definitely thinking it. Shut up, Santi. It's not your <laughs> yeah, turn. It's your fault. <laughs> Fuck me. Shut up, Santi. Shut up. How dare you? You're a thing. <laughs> yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> But is like, do you watch a lot of zombie movies? Like, is that part of your initial yeah, we reaction into, as a we, fucking doctor? Is, we go into well, I'm not going to save my other doctor friend because he's <laughs> going to turn into a zombie and kill There's we no way science another, can explain this. We go into an elaborate backstory about how Adonis is uh, a film movie buff for zombie movies. <laughs> Immediately stabs me in the face. <laughs> it's real good. Do, what are you doing, Dr. Snowfield? I mean, I don't know. Dude. Am I <laughs> believing this dude's a fucking zombie? What do you think? What do you want to do? You're uh, the doctor. That thought, that thought runs through your head. You can roll with it, or you can be like, that's fucking stupid, because the that's, zombies don't re- that's aren't real. That's fucking crazy, zombie. I mean, I would probably think that's not fucking real. Zombies aren't real. I'm trying to save my friend's life. We, you're, you're, we're my queen's, my, my queen's life. My queen's life. I don't watch your rounds, bro. So, all right, yeah, actually, no, I'm going to just leave him here on this bed to fucking die, bro. Fuck this loser. I'm not friends with him. So, yeah. Santi dropped yet another thing. <laughs> Everybody's turning on each other in here. Yeah, I'm dying no. and he's not going to save me. I'm bleeding out. Ah! Are you going to die trying, though? Whoa. Fuck yeah, I am. Die so. trying to convince you guys to fucking save me. <laughs> Hippocratic oath, anyway. You. Anyway, what are you doing, Dr. Scofield? I mean, I'm just going to try and stabilize him, get him, like, he's clearly not okay. Yeah, you have at this point, he seems very manic. Like, he's in shock. I'm like, you're you're in shock. You don't, I don't think you know what's happening. Let me, let me stabilize you. You have a giant hole in your neck. You're bleeding out. As you get closer to me, I grab you by the collar and I say, close the fucking door. Do you I'll, do it? I'll go close the door. Okay. Uh, he turns to head towards the door. We jump back over to Cassandra. Can you roll me an initiative on their thing? Five. So, Robert, you are up. This thing's currently on your heels. All right. Yeah, running away. I, if Cassandra is running back, I still 100% scream out. You 
You're running the wrong way. These things are after us. So there's stuff in the hallways, like beds on wheels and things like that. So you could try and grab them. Oh, yeah. If one is within distance, I would like to just try to grab it. And if I can, pull it into like the path behind me and between John. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, John would like to front flip over this table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a zombie do a front flip. <laughs> yeah, what, what zombies are you? Bro, so this, this is World War Z zombies. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. We're Let him do, but if you yeah, yeah, we're you're fucked. fucked. Yeah, yeah, if he fails an athletic check, so he, he loses a turn. <laughs> I like that. So, your move then, give me a constitution saving throw to see if you can use your full movement to run. 14. Yeah. So you can use your full movement. So you grab the bed, throw it behind you, and like grab Cassandra's arm. How many beds are there in this hallway? There are three. At this point, Cassandra is like met up with you. You've thrown a bed in the way. Okay. And you like grab her arm as she's trying to be like, ah! Mm-hmm. Cassandra, it's your turn. I'm going to grab the bed. Okay. What do you want to do with it? I'm going to put him on it. Oh, okay. That way he doesn't have to roll for running. Sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna wheel us out of the hospital. Where's the door, bitch? Cool. Where's the fucking door? So you throw him on the bed and start uh, hoofing it. John, your turn. So what are you doing? I mean, I'm just fucking running after them. Okay. So they're using their um, full oh, movement. Unless would wherever the code is happening, Ooh, would that like take my attention away at all if we're in close proximity to it? Let's do a constitution saving throw. So above a 10, you're going after the code. Below a 10, you're going after these two in front of you. All right. That's an 11. Ooh. Okay. So damn. Robert and Cassandra um, wheel around the corner. That was a good move. And right before you take to turn and go after, you hear the beep, 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 beep from a different direction. I'm assuming the coding room isn't like a hallway away. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's so lucky and random. <laughs> I said there is blood in this hallway. I mean, we were already going that direction, yeah, yeah. too. So. Yeah, I mean, Zach said I got like a heat map, so like blood leaves a uh-huh. heat trail, too. So that's fun. He starts <laughs> heading that way. Don't bleed all over the place. I'll try not to. Don't Rick, tr- you're don't currently like gauzed up and on the bed, but you're able to like sit up. Do you want to do anything? Is there anything I can do for myself? Like, can I mend myself? Like, this isn't magic rules. There, you can't just like magically heal yourself. Well, I'm not trying to magically do it. I'm trying to do it scientifically, like a doctor would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, that's fine. I'm pretty fucked up. Uh-huh. What's my HP at? One. One still. And the door's closed? Yeah, Dr. Schofield has shut the door. Do I have a phone? Yeah. I'm going to pull out my phone and go on Facebook Live. Okay. And I'm going to try to tell as many people as I can what the fuck is happening here. And I set my phone up against the wall and I hit record and I go, My name is Rick Ditchard. I am 25 years old. I'm at Big Fork Hospital and we're being killed by zombies. I'm on my last legs. I'm bleeding out. And I think I'm going to die. I love my family. My daughter, Sarah. I will see you soon. Damn. Dr. Schofield, you're just watching him do this in the room. What do you do? Sorry, I was just... Sorry, I'm so... I was so blown away by that. Yeah. That was, that was so great. Also, I love that you're actually smart enough to put the phone somewhere. I face the phone also towards, like, the door. And I'm in between the door and the phone. Okay. Dr. Schofield, you just heard this immaculate speech. What are you doing? All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's get you all patched up. You're looking pretty fucked up right now, man. <laughs> you start walking towards I him. I'm not going to make it out of that. I don't feel hopeful at all. I say, grab a weapon. 
Grab a weapon? Grab a weapon? I'm trying to heal you. You're dying. So he thinks you're crazy. You try to grab a weapon. John, you're at the door. (laughs) Give me a strength check to try and bust through the door. Which he didn't lock or barricade. Yeah, it's just a door that's just yeah. just there. You said strength? Seriously, yeah. bro? So with disadvantage, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got a seven, but I get a minus four. Oh so pretty strong door. Yeah. So you hear a slam. <laughs> Next comes one of the other workers. Another slam. Final worker. Slam. Door holds. Door holds. <laughs> Suddenly, you hear the coming from outside the door dr scofield can i do a perception check yeah the 12 do i see any like bookcases filing cabinets heavy things that i could push there is a large bookcase that would be like on the side of the wall what do you want to do with it uh i want to try and push it in front of the door give me a strength check all the while oh, please this God. is happening i know that the door is holding but i know that it's only a matter of time before they try the window Five. So this thing's fucking heavy. It's made of oak or some shit. Like, this is hard to move. Is it uh, rich mahogany? It's rich mahogany. It's a very tasteful room. Rick Mahogany. Rick, Rick, Rick Mahogany. I did drop the ball on that name. That, yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to move it. Rick, are you trying to like grab a, something that you can use as a weapon? Now hear me out. How close to the orthopedics department were we? Um, It's probably like one wing over. The orthopedics would have like power saws and hack saws. <laughs> Shoes. Jesus. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's why I was trying to go there. <laughs> Do you believe me now? So that... John, give me another uh, strength check to get in the room as Dr. Schofield starts saying stuff about power saws. <laughs> Schofield's ready to fuck, what is it, Dead Island this shit? Did they even get a chance to do anything? He was trying to move a bookshelf and he's trying to find a weapon. Huh. And yep, John gets a whopping five. So Minus one. five, so zero. <laughs> <laughs> John politely knocks on the door. <laughs> <laughs> So you hear another thump. No, he hears kind of a, a weak one. He hears a. <laughs> he hears a. Housekeeping. <laughs> Rick opens the door. Sorry. You hear another thump, then silence, then poof, wood breaking, splintering, and three zombies come fucking running into the room as you're sitting there talking about power saws <laughs> and stuff in another wing and we're gonna jump over to Tupper and oh, Cassandra oh, fuck. you're currently being wheeled down a hallway by Cassandra where are you trying to go? I'm just I'm yelling where's the door? Where's the exit? We need to make a stop before the door we need to we need to make a call. We are not what do you mean a call? Swing by the swing by reception or some phone somewhere. Where the fuck I, is that? Can I like point? Guide to yeah, it? you yeah. can absolutely guide her. Okay. And then when we get there, if we get there. Yep. I want to call whatever. The police? Not. Paranormal investigation? Call the code 5555, which is like emergency in the hospital. Okay. So as you're making your way towards there, you suddenly start hearing. <laughs> coming from that direction. Okay. Are there any, are there any like fire alarms on the wall. Anything. Yep. Cool. Tell me why I was thinking the exact same thing. I don't know. But, okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe cool. water melts then. <laughs> something. All right. Cool. They're wicked witches. I go. I go. I'll get you my pretties. Yeah. <laughs> There's no place like home. There's no place like Like, I'm like, 
can't go that way. Go down this way so we can go around. And then I, as we pass a fire alarm, I want to pull it. Okay, cool. As you pull the fire alarm um, and that starts going off, uh, Cassandra, give me a insight check. Uh, that's going to be a 23. Oh, that is so insightful. I think that's more than all of my rolls combined for that. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> Mustn't be nice having the only real character. Let's <laughs> talk about you got stats. You remember when you were in that room with Lily that one of the creatures tried flying into it and completely dissipated when trying to enter the room. I'm a fucking idiot. What? Shit. We have to go back. What? No. Not, no. Ba- not back, but around. That, that doesn't help. No, trust me. It's going to help. As long as we can get back to the Mendelski's room, we are safe. I promise you. Fuck, the Mendelskis are here. Still. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, with the fire alarm thing. But <sighs> yeah. No, no, no. All right. We're turning the ship around. Cool. You head off that way. Uh, <laughs> was Did I pull a fire alarm? Did that happen? Yeah, you did okay. pull a fire alarm. So that's now going off. Neat, 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 neat. John, your turn. Um, actually, let's roll a new initiative between all of you. That's how you did. You did fail to bust the door down last. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, let's define, have a, define all of you. Uh, between these three. 19. So. Do I have anything plush to initiative? You have a minus 10. <gasps> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, one. I, do, I do have a minus five. <laughs> well, he can't beat me. 16. Cool. Hell yeah. One. Rick, you are up first. So when I said I was going to grab a weapon, tell me what I found. So there's like tables in there where you could like break a leg or... I, um, I can not break my own leg. Table. Table leg. Break a table. <laughs> break a leg. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to just graze okay. past that um, one. What? So you don't look at me like that. There's like chair pieces from the chair that got slightly broken. Okay. When Dr. Schofield, like, busted in, okay. there's also probably, like, some medical equipment, like a scalpel or something, which would essentially act like a dagger. Yep. Just, like, a D4 damage. I'm grabbing the scalpel, and I am legending this shit just right into this one of them's fucking mouth. Um, the one who busted in the door is the one closest to you. Yeah. So as he runs in, I embrace his energy, and I just sprint at him and stab, go right for his head. Twelve. That'll hit. Fucking four. Nice job. Holy shit. You stab into this thing square in the eye and it slumps to the ground and you think, oh, thank God. Okay, only two more. It starts to rise again. Ah, and I bring my elbow back for another attack. Not that I can attack yeah, not again. not that you can. But, but I... But, ah! but you want to. Yeah. <laughs> but you want. Phenomenal. I'm just going to keep swinging until I can't swing anymore. Adonis, it's your turn. And so where are we at in the hospital? You are currently like in a hospital room that a patient would normally be in. Okay. And it's you two. The door just got busted open. You just saw Rick stab a food court worker in the face. But they're covered in blood. Windows in this room? There is a window behind you, yeah. But it's a hospital wing, so usually those are not like the kind of windows that open all the way. Also not like on the ground floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's at most, what, a second story hospital? Uh Uh-huh, so it would be... Can I try and jump out the window and roll an acrobatics to not fucking die? (laughs) Uh-huh. Can we first see if he busts through the glass? And yeah. Give me a <laughs> guess. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. You got to try, and break, the, you gotta try oh, and break the window. Yeah. Later, Rick. What kind of glass is this? Is this 
Facebook later, Live. Later, Rick. That's, Facebook Live. Yeah, I, you're seeing see you later to Rick. Uh, see you fucking later, Rick. I'm out of here. Facebook Live just shows you being a coward jumping out the window. <laughs> uh, dude, <laughs> eight to smash that window. <laughs> you grab the, you grab like the broken chair and throw it out the window, and the chair shatters. <laughs> <laughs> Turns around, just oh, fuck. That didn't work. It's like I a mean, South Park I guess skit. That's it's my like, turn. Like can I do anything else? I don't. You can die now. Yeah, you can turn. You can turn around and try and run past them at the good opportunity. <laughs> oh, that's how you're gonna go on Facebook Live. Huh? The chair shattering is so much better, honestly, than it like hitting the hitting the window and like bouncing back. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, I'm getting Shit. attacked no matter what. I guess I'll try and run by him. Okay, fuck cool. Him up. <clears throat> Yeah, so two of them are going to hit. So you roll one, I rolled the other. 16. I'm down. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has one HP! <laughs> he has survived this long with one hit point. The first one that was up that didn't get stabbed um, lunges at you, and you, like, knock a bunch of books out of the way and, like, hit it in the face, knock it on the ground. Ah, get you, out of here! You run for the door, and you think you're about to get away when you suddenly just get jumped on from behind. Ah, I'm sorry, Rick, fuck you! <laughs> Uh, roll, roll your damage. How, how for? I'm, I'm dead. dead. I'm <laughs> dead no matter what. Yeah, but how dead are you? <laughs> so dead. He I rip his half head my off. Yeah, dude, he rips my fucking head off. All I know is that you died before me. <laughs> so, you were the first one that yeah, I saved you. <laughs> did so, you, or did you bring them all to me? <laughs> yeah, you turned the code blue on. So, hey, come find us. You would have died without me, actually. I had morphine drip, bro. Rick, yeah. it's, it's your turn. turn. The one, the one that you stabbed is gonna go. I stabbed the next one in front of me. This is my demise. <clears throat> I go to, I pull out the scalpel from the one zombie's face, and I go to stab it into the next. And I notice that the scalpel's broken, and I just like try to throw it or something, and my arm is just too weak, and it thumps to the ground, and I miss. What do you roll? Too. As you're describing it, I was thinking of Boromir. Ah, that was dope. Oh. I was thinking of Boromir fighting till his very last breath. I loved it. Don't For sure. do that to me. Holy Except shit. Except I wasn't great. a fucking scumbag, so. Okay, it was the ring no, tempting I know, him. No, I know, I get it. My <laughs> Don't make me defend Boromir. The amount of redemption my man had in like a minute was yeah, insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in that one moment, the fellowship fell apart. As you throw the broken scalpel forward, the one that you stabbed presses up, lunges forward, tackles you through the window, and you hit the ground with the full weight of another person on top of you from the second story down in front of the ER entrance of the hospital, fully dead on the ground. On my way down, I look to the sky slowly and I let out my last breath saying, Sarah. I love the backstory that we're never going to know about. Oh my God, right? <laughs> Who the fuck is Sarah? I need a fucking daughter. Like, prequel you have comic a daughter? on this shit. Or it was, it was I need a my graphic daughter. novel. It was my daughter. Of Rick Dickard's life. So, little do y'all you know asked us to have a hockey player. You asked us to have a backstory. You yeah, texted buddy. us. So, so you got di- one. Was he divorced or... Uh... Uh, he was never married, mm. and he Check had us a- out on our after show podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talk about this episode. We're going to jump over to uh, Cassandra and Robert. Um, you guys are currently 
fucking booking it towards the Mandelsky's room. What's the shortest way to the room, dude? Go this way, then this way, then this way. (laughs) (laughs) So... I'm like hopping on the car and like we're like drifting around. Oh corners. my god, that's amazing! <laughs> and if and if I know where any room is better than any other room, it's the fucking Mendelsky room. Valid, <laughs> valid. As you are running by, Cassandra, give me a perception check. Eleven. You are racing by a bunch of hospital beds, and you are seeing a bunch of creatures attaching themselves to patients, and you're seeing one by one their heart rates dropping. Their people are literally dying as you're running by them. Son of a bitch, Tupper, if you know a shortcut, we need it now. Is this something I roll for? Or? Give me an insight check. Hell yeah. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. That's a nap one. <gasps> well, at least it's, you know, just... He, at least it's he just, a a just an insight check. Oh, I know a shortcut already. Right. He a knows shortcut. a shortcut. <laughs> Goes the wrong way. I'm going to say the shortcut is going to take us the other direction. You have a weird montage where you're trying to take a rolly bed down some stairs. And <laughs> I feel like it's like a Scooby-Doo scene. We go in one door, pop out the other. All right, take this elevator. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come back down some stairs. You guys make your way to the Mandelsky's room. And when you get there, other than the fire alarm, everything's kind of quiet. Doesn't seem like there's crazy shit going on around here. Does the absence of sound seem like it's strongest near the entity above Lily? Yes. I, I'm i going to, I would like, if there's room in the room, I would know, right? Because I've already been in there. I wheel the bed into the room and I turn around and I'm going to like close the door, lock it, shove a chair. I'm going to like do the whole, the whole thing. You lock the door. Robert, you're in here. Lily is currently like just still in a coma on the bed. Victor is sitting in the chair that he was looking at you as you lock the door and he's like, something the matter. Can I do an insight check on how he says that? Yeah. Dirty 20. Oh, fuck. He knows what's going on in this hospital, but he's doesn't. He doesn't seem guilty. No. Okay. Uh, Nor concerned. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Cassandra would turn and snap on him. I'm I'm not playing around anymore. I know that you know what's up. You tell me what the fuck is going on here. What do you know that I don't? Because I see that thing above your daughter. Whoa, Cassandra, what? Relax. Dr. Mendelsky is one of the most respected people in this hospital. <laughs> she goes, she's like gonna put a hand on her shoulder and then it's like, mm. okay, Rob. I, again, I'm sorry for absolutely fucking you up. I promise you, when I said I wasn't crazy earlier, this motherfucking bitch knows exactly what's going on. Go ahead. What do you know? What do you know that you didn't tell me? It's simple. It's the end of it all. What does that mean? Enmar is coming. There's nothing we can do about it. How do you know Enmar? What is an Enmar? He stands up, doesn't grab his cane, and he pushes his hair back behind his ear and you see his ear has been cut and formed to simulate like an elf ear and he says my family has known this for quite a while and he pulls out a puzzle piece out of his pocket the end is near and I just want a little more time with my daughter so I'm going to do whatever I can a visage of a dark nebula starts to form around him Cassandra instinctively her hand goes to her pocket where the puzzle piece is she is pushing Rob against the door. 
and standing in front of him. I'm going to get that puzzle piece. I'm going to be one step closer to killing Anmar, and that's where we'll end our session. Oh, oh my what? fuck. Motherfucker. Oh my god, I'm on the edge of my literal seat. <laughs> what? I just became one. I didn't even get... You became a seat? <laughs> <laughs> you did that in the last episode. No, that was the last episode, damn it! <laughs> that was really good, Zach. Oh ha, my that was god. really what good. What the fuck? I can't respond because I'm processing. Yeah, holy shit. That was a fun one. I always like having moments where you're kind of, you're like attacking each other, but it doesn't matter that much because it's, it's a different character. I yeah. didn't expect to be in a zombie movie during this shit. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, damn. Well, and I'm just wondering how uh, we're going to end up back outside. I'll look behind the screen because uh, I thought I was going to get more of you earlier than I did, but uh, once again, it's, it's, Five heads against one. You guys always manage to stay alive longer than I want you to. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell yeah. I was very excited about this one. Uh, I had originally come up with this. It was a one shot in my head of showing like some part of the world bef- outside of our characters to show what's happening on Earth while our characters are running around in the dream world. Um, but I got I got really excited about it after the last episode. So I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to play it. <laughs> Oh, so good. But now you got me on the edge of the seats for both of them because you stopped yeah, us in the middle damn. of the fight on the other one. And then now you stopped <laughs> us at this big ass cliffhanger here. Fuck. That's some fucking awesome shit right there. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Zach. That was good. Round of applause yeah. to you. Just making more work for me uh, to try and figure out how to make it interesting. <laughs> and but. Luke survived, which means Luke has three characters now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad this one's dead. I was like, fuck, another one. No, no, yeah, no I wanted it to be a total party kill, and I couldn't even do that. Damn. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Not yeah, yet, anyway. True. That's true. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, uh, check us out on our various social medias, Die Trying Pod, or check out our website, dietryingpod.com. Um, super fun. I'm hoping that we can do a couple more one shots like this. Uh, have a good one, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, sweeties. I love you. Hey everyone, Luke here. Please check out our merch tab on dietryingpod.com. We just released some merch and would love if you check it out. We got some cool t-shirts, some cool hoodies, a nice hat. Be sure to, you know, it says good luck. It looks sleek as hell. Put it on, rep the pod, show those cool logos front and back. You know, we love it. We love the support. We love you guys. And we want to be able to give the ability for you to show the love for the podcast. So please go to dietryingpod.com, check out some merch. Thank you. Thank you.